0: Live here on another episode of the Calcio Connection, connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. We have a very special guest with us, and a special guest co-host with us as well. This is the second time we've had the opportunity to bring on Napoli femminile goalkeeper Kelly Chiavaro, who is a, a Canadian native, uh, and we're so happy to have her back. Even though I say that as if I'm Canadian, I'm actually the only uh, the only non-Canadian on this panel uh, down here in Florida. But we're so happy to have Kelly back, Kelly welcome back to the pod. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me again. I was excited for this.
0: Oh, awesome. We're so happy to have you. And We also have our good pal Joe Fischetti from the Forza Napoli pod with us. And of course, uh, anytime we're talking anything like Napoli, we feel like we have to include Joe and he's a great guy as well.
2: Joe, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a pleasure always to speak with you guys. It's been too long. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Joe, so I'm happy to have Joe back
0: in the mix as well. And Kelly, you know, the last time we had you on, which was the first time we had you on a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we we you told us so many of your stories about your background and everything, and and we'll get into some of the stuff that uh, that your team has going on, of course. But this time around, we wanted to talk more football with you. We wanted to talk more city A with you. And so, uh, what, what have been some of your big takeaways from the Serie A season so far? I mean, I know our guy Joe is very happy. Our guy Jerry's been an emotional roller coaster supporting Lazio. You know, Joe's happy on top of the table. Our Milan Eastie friends are on top of the table. I'm, I'm you know, I'm with Inter looking kind of up and saying, can somebody please drop a point here? Like, do, do you think that Napoli and Milan can they sustain this really high level start that they're on?
1: I mean, Yes and no. I feel like it's been amazing to, like, see these top teams because, I mean, this is my first time seeing them in person and, like, I've just, like, realized throughout the season, I mean, the start of the season, that, like, these teams have such quality players and, like, even, like, for instance, Juventus the other day had, like, a tougher game and they still managed to pull the win and so it's crazy it like it feels like they're just like used to winning and like they will never drop points so for us it's like tough you know we're hoping here like we need all these te- teams to lose points so we can get closer but also i guess we just have to focus on ourselves but like these teams have amazing players it's like beautiful to watch them play it's so impressive um like i remember like when we played juventus i was just sitting there and i was like wow this is beautiful this is just simply amazing even when you played ac milan they have such quality players it's really nice to see
0: and, and you look at uh, Juventus and and we, uh, you know, you revealed to us the last time we had you on that, you know, you, you grew up uh, primarily supporting Juventus as a goalkeeper. You were a big Buffon fan, which I, I can totally get that. Uh, so Juve, it's been very Jekyll and Hyde for Juventus. Like they, for a while, they were putting together these typical Allegri type of performances. I think at one point they had like five straight 1-0 victories, which is, and listen, I, I am more a fan of results than beautiful football. So there's nothing wrong with a bunch of one, no wins, but you know, lately uh, they've got what, two straight league losses. They did though, get a victory in champions league. So it's been a bit of a, a very much a Jekyll and Hyde season so far for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they, you know, have made some changes and um, things like that. And so, you know, they never know, we never know what can happen. And I mean, they still, you know, have these results and do well. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still such a great team that like no matter what, they figure out how to they put it together and get the results.
0: My bad. My bad. I was unmute. gonna I was gonna throw it to Jerry. Unmute, unmute, no. unmute. I'm I'm unmuted. Uh J- Jerry, I know you I know you've been chomping <laughs> at the bit to talk some city as well.
3: Say that again, sorry. No, I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk some city ah as well. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. since we got Kelly, Kelly, like first question on all because I'll forget at the end. Basically, who do you think will finish on top if you had to choose at this current moment between Napoli or Milan t- to win the Scudetto? And, and, and we'll throw and, and, I'll, and I'll throw Inter into the mix too because you can never count out Inter.
1: Honestly, I'm just gonna go because forza Napoli sempre. I'm gonna go with Napoli. They're doing great, and we have great. to support them all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, she's not wrong. Like, they they are doing great. Like, she's not wrong in anything she said there.
1: (laughs) Do you,
3: but do you think that Napoli is deep enough to go as as far as they can to win the Scudetto? Or do you think they lack in any areas?
1: I mean, I mean, who doesn't lack in some areas? You know what I mean? Like, even us, like, I feel like all teams lack in some areas, but whatever they're doing right now is working really great and you know we've we've been keeping track and stuff and we've been following and i don't see them stopping and you know i have a milan friend in my apartment so she's like every week she's like i hope they lose a point i hope they lose a point but every week they like keep getting these points and keep getting these wins so it's super important and they're doing really well so we're just gonna keep going and you know what maybe it'll happen that would be sweet i would love to be here for that
2: and sorry go ahead joe yeah, I was just going to say, how big of a loss do you think it'll be when Napoli lose players to the Africa Cup of Nations? I mean, as a player, Napoli are going to lose Koulibaly and Gisa and Ossiman. That's like losing yeah. Di Marino, uh, Goldoni, and uh, I don't know, Deppi, let's say. Those are <laughs> all three, three key players, right? I mean, yeah. how how important do you think it'll be uh, with them playing without those players?
1: You know, I think it's really unfortunate that the league isn't, you know, that these situations happen where like different tournaments or, you know, the Africa Cup and all that, like that affects the people who are leaving. Like, I feel like it should be kind of worldwide where like all of the tournaments are aligned because it doesn't make sense that like some players need to be missing these games. And I think it's similar for us. Like, for instance, we had a player at the beginning of the season who had to leave because she plays for the Spain Beach Soccer National team. And, you know, our staff was kind of disappointed and angry because they were like, well, that doesn't align with our international breaks. And I feel like there needs to be a consensus all around that, like all of the tournaments are at the same time or similar time so that these players aren't penalized and don't penalize their teams. Because then at the end of the day, it's just simply not, you know, it's not realistic. It's just not fair, in my opinion, at least. Like, it's not because they're from someone else that they should, you know, be disadvantaged and have, like, be missing some games.
0: You know, and it's it's such a frenzy, frenzy, not only, you know, with AFCON, which is like a whole nother wrinkle for players to have to leave. And, and Milan will be affected by it as well, not just Napoli, but players yeah. to have to leave, go play an international tournament and come back. And it's also like, you know, teams like Milan in Champions League, Napoli in Europa League this year, obviously, you know, Juventus in Champions League, Inter in Champions League. They have to condense so many matches in. Then you're going to have Coppa Italia in the mix pretty soon as well. Like for someone who actually yeah. plays the game, how like how difficult is it? Like, how taxing on the body can it be? And, and maybe more so for some of your teammates because, you know, you don't move around as much as a goalie, but it's still very taxing. Like, how taxing is it to play multiple matches in a week and then for some of these players at AFCON to also throw in an international tournament where they have to travel to and from? Yeah. But just how hard is it on the human body?
1: I mean, we we really see it when, you know, the girls on my teams leave for international break because we still – you know, keep the, a similar schedule, um, even though like these players are gone, which we have a decent amount of players. So, you know, we're shorter. Um, we have less players on the team, but we still keep a similar schedule. So we're in the same routine. But these players, you know, often have two trainings a day and, you know, they do all of these things, have all of these games with the traveling. Um, and when they come back, you know, we typically have a few days before our, our, the international break is over and we have a game. But these girls are dead. And you can tell at practice, like I I remember specifically one of our players, Kaya, who plays for Slovenia, came back the first time and, you know, her first practice back, she was dead. She's like, I I physically can't do anything right now. And even um, Depi, who came back from, you know, a camp with Greece last weekend, when she came back, she had 16 hours of traveling. You can't expect a girl who just did 16 hours of traveling to be playing a game in two days. And so, you know, for that reason, and I mean, they also had some issues with COVID on the team in Greece, but... You know these reasons. All of these things affect the players, and in turn, also affect the team.
0: You know, and when uh, when COVID started, like when teams started to return, you know, from the initial COVID uh, hiatus, you know, the FIFA added uh, five substitutions, where it had previously been three. And I, I I don't I don't know when or if we're we're going to go back to three. If that's happening anytime soon, do you think they should just keep it at five? Because I can see pros or cons, like just for. <laughs> conservation of bodies it seems nice to have five subs but then you can also make the argument that having five subs it gives such an advantage to deeper richer clubs right that obviously teams like you know inter and and juve and napoli who are very deep and milan will benefit more from that than mid-table lower table clubs so do do you think they should keep it at five or or should they go back to three Oh, and, and, know, and, and by I the had, way, uh, Vincenzo, really uh, so, sorry sorry to cut you off, but Vincenzo does say it's permanent. I didn't realize that. So do you like that?
1: Hmm. I mean, I hadn't really thought about the fact that, you know, it might advantage teams who have like, you know, bigger teams like Juventus and shut because they have more depth on their team. And I think that's a very good point because, you know, even on the women's side, you look at Juventus whoever comes off the bench ultimately is one of the best players in the world. You know, they top team, top players on their national teams and all that. Um, And so that's definitely a factor to take in. But in my opinion, I think it's good to have five subs because in an instance where, you know, last weekend when we had all of the red cards, we had to use all five of our changes. We had an injury. One girl had to go to the hospital and there was just you know we had to use all of our subs and if we didn't use our changes well i think it would have put us to a bigger disadvantage so at least i'm sure the teams don't you we don't use all of our changes all the time we i i mean i know we for a fact we don't use five changes every game but i think having that option can be beneficial like we said like for you know players who are getting injured to like manage the load on certain players who are maybe coming back from an international break or coming back from an injury and I know it's been beneficial for our team because we've had a lot of players coming back from, from injury. And so, you know, having the liberty of giving them, you know, okay, to this game, your first game back, you're only going to play one half. Because we have that freedom of taking you off because we have that extra, you know, change on the off the bench. I think that's really important because, you know, maybe that player wouldn't have been able to play that game or would have had to wait an extra week or two weeks or even worse would have had to play that game entirely because we didn't have enough changes and then would have risk getting injured again or you know making her recovery take her rehab be longer one thing i
2: think um with the proposal for the world cup to be every other year as, as much as i hate that idea part of that proposal was that the entire tournament would be played at the end of the domestic season so i do like that idea and i don't see why that couldn't be applied now where you would play the entire domestic campaign over six seven eight months whatever it is then you have two to three months of just playing internationally and it completely eliminates like all mm-hmm. the travel and or most of the travel um, but i, I want to jump on one thing that you mentioned, which was the red cards, and this was uh, that was a reference to Napoli's game against Sampdoria over the weekend. The Femminile team. For for anyone who maybe doesn't watch the Femminile, first of all, you're missing out because there was all kinds of drama. But uh, I'll quickly uh, give people a synopsis. Always. it was, uh, it was uh, a nil-nil game. Napoli are dominating the match. I think around the 77th minute, uh, Di Marino, who's a center back for Napoli, gets a straight red card. If there was VAR in the women's game, it absolutely would have been reversed. It was hardly a foul. Uh, so she gets sent off. Then in the 89th minute, Napoli get a second red card. That one probably more legitimate. It was sort of a similar to the red card Lee got um, for the men's team uh, last weekend where last man back, slight touch, player goes down, sent off. So now Napoli are playing 9v11 for stoppage time, which was supposed to be five minutes. The official allows it to go on to eight minutes and Sampdoria scores in on the final kick of the match to beat Napoli, one of our direct rivals, 1-0. So I want to get your thoughts on, on all of that drama and, and how it all played out and then some of the, the uh, mutiny that happened after the match as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, just that whole game was just astounding, honestly. Um, you know, like you said, we were dominating the game. We were actually playing really well. It, it looked at least like everything that we had been working on over the past few weeks. And even throughout the last games, like everything was coming together. Well, we had all of our, you know, players like, uh, so was like doing was playing and like, you could feel like she was in the rhythm and like, we were really, really close to like, you know, breaking through and we were just very happy with our performance. And in the second half, there was like a switch where, you know, you could really tell that the referee was just simply not calling anything for us. Like if, I think if you look at the stats, they might've had like one yellow card and, you know, I, I would say we have a team that's pretty aggressive. You know, we get our fair share of yellow cards that are deserved. I have to say they are definitely deserved, but you know, the game really changed when Paula made that tackle. And, you know, as you said, if you look at the replay, she got all ball. Like it, it could have not even been a foul at all. And, you know, the referee with no hesitation, just pulled the red out. And there are a few pictures of this moment and you can just tell in everyone's face, like just the shock, like, You know, just, are you kidding me? Where is this coming from? And from then, it just went downhill. And I think the frustrating part for us is that, you know, you can call a foul, you can give warnings, you know, some red cards are deserved. Like the second one, I, you know, I probably would have given the red card as well. But at the beginning of the game in the first half, one of our players um, got, you know, got a head injury And that easily could have been, you know, a card, a warning, a foul, and nothing was called, and this player ended up having to go to the hospital and had, like, a huge bump on her face, and it was just really bad. And so it's like, if you're going to make these calls, make them, you know, for both teams. And I think this is what hasn't happened for us in the last few games. It's like we keep getting these calls against us, but we don't feel like, you know, our players are protected and, like, that the same thing is given to the other team. And so that has built a lot of frustration And then, you know, through all of this, we were still doing very well at the, you know, nine against 11. We made some changes in, you know, the formation and we were still keeping the ball. Obviously, it was a lot more difficult because you were two men down, but we were still creating some options. And the end of the game was just, you know, horrible. Like you said, it was supposed to be a five minute uh, additional time. Um, I remember the coach asking at the 97th minute, like, I'm sorry, but the time's out. And then the referee said, oh no, there's an extra one minute because one of our players had again, been rocked in the head and was down. Um, and so they added an extra minute. And during that minute, one of our players actually got another elbow to the face. So many head injuries this game. And she went out. Um, we kicked the ball out and they didn't give it back. They just attacked and scored a goal. And as the goal happens, the fourth referee <laughs> said there is still one minute of play. And then, I soon as sounds soon like as something we
0: got- Lazio would do, get out of here!
1: Not that bad. <laughs> oh,
3: oh no!
0: Oh oh! Yeah. I, 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 no, looks the like Italian Kelly's connection. It's the,
3: canal- it's the Italian. It's the Italian. It's the Italian internet. Oh no! <laughs> the red blew- Here we go. Oh
1: wait with
3: Kelly you're Sorry. breaking out now Amanda woman down woman down
0: yeah she's she's break she's breaking up now I, I thought maybe she took exception to my uh to my comment about sportsmanship but if anything she'd probably agree with it <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-oh she froze I think she's gonna restart okay I think she's gonna restart
2: yeah, that's she my might, uh...
0: she might uh yeah. yeah she might need to restart and just
2: to fill you guys in, what there was more drama after the match as well. I think there was a bit of a melee where fans were trying to hop over the fence and, oh and get to the ref. The uh, Sampdoria team had to hop onto the team bus and, and drive off before uh, anything serious happened. And then Napoli player, I guess she had some uh, choice words for the official, Sola James, who's the striker, and she got a red card after the match as well and uh, I believe a three-game suspension. So it was pretty dramatic. And just for for anyone who doesn't follow the women's game, there's essentially there's a top half of teams that are really good, and then there's a bottom half of teams that are all kind of direct competitors with each other. So anytime you play against one of those direct competitors, it means a lot, especially this season because three teams will be relegated. So uh, Kelly, we lost you for a little bit there, but you know you were you were filling us in on on some of the craziness with the officials and. Um, and those red cards and the extra minute that was added after the ball wasn't
1: played out. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I just got back.
2: Yeah, no problem. We are just going to say you were uh, to pick up where you left off. Uh, you were telling us that there was a sort of a lack of sportsmanship where an Apple player took a shot to the head of a third player to take a headshot and Napoli played the ball out and Sam Thodia didn't play the ball back and went on to score the game winning goal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so they just, they didn't play the ball back. And so to us, that was like super frustrating, you know? Like we, I mean, the whole game, there was kind of a back and forth where when we played the ball out or when they played the ball out, we gave it back, but it wasn't, I guess it wasn't mutual. They, there was a lot of arguments between our two coaches because we were like, hey, this should be our ball, and they, they never gave it back. Um, and so I feel like that got really frustrating at, you know, some point during the game, and just the, the anger got built up. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear me right now.
3: We can. We can. Yeah. Just, just a little bit of a like, but we can hear you. Don't worry. We're good.
1: Okay, cool. Um yeah so there was a lot of anger and like you know frustration being built up throughout the game and then when the game ended on that like you know final play when we were eight against 11 I think everything just exploded and just like it just went from literally 0 to 100 really really quickly <laughs> and so then there was you know arguments one of our players went to the referee and you know just like kind of went at it um and he threw out another like it was I mean that's obviously deserved like She's an experienced player. She probably should have, you know, controlled her emotions better. And she knows that it was a mistake. Um, But then again, like, you know, another straight red card. um, And then there was just a lot of chaos with the staff, the referees, you know, the people in the stands just, like, kind of went crazy also. It was just, like, very, very tense. And it, you know, it was – it wasn't a pretty scene, I would say.
0: How many red cards did that end up being? So, three?
3: Yeah. Wow. Three red cards. Wow. And and, and I and, and it doesn't really matter for Lazio on Sunday because we can you can be up a man. Sorry sorry, my apologies. You can be up a woman and basically you'll still be Lazio for how bad they are. Okay. <laughs> for how bad Lazio's woman is, I, I, I don't know how they even show up to a game. They literally got one shot on Sunday versus Empoli. Really? Okay. Oh, I got the stats here. I had to pull up some stats to this game. 23 shots for Empoli, 6 shots on target, 63% possession. They made 418 passes, 75% pass accuracy. Like, it, it, it's atrocious of how bad Lazio is. Like, goals against, 24. Goals for... <laughs> Four, they've had four goals this year. Okay.
0: See, I, I know four what Jerry's goals. doing here. I know what Jerry's this doing is... here. It's not going to work. Hold on, I got to put my tinfoil hat on here. So th- 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 this is what Jerry's trying to do. Jerry, Jerry is trying to inject a false sense of self confidence. Like he's hoping he's hoping Kelly is going to go to training tomorrow and say, "You guys got to hear these stats for Lazio." That my my, my new friend Jerry. My new friend Jerry notified me 24 goals against, only four goals for. We don't even have to train today. We can take it easy. Let's go with We can just show up. I know Jerry. He's a mad scientist. Jerry is trying to commit an act of sabotage. He wants to get it in your mind
3: that Lazio will not be a threat. You tell all your teammates, and everybody takes it easy. I said this last time when she was on, too, how bad they were, and they lost 2-0 to Empoli, man. I literally told her how bad it mean- was, and we got one shot. <laughs> one shot against Napoli. They literally, what they're going to do on Sunday is they're going to sit back, they're going to play a low block, and they're going to wait to counter against Napoli. And if they get a chance, they're going to try to make the most of it. And then they're going to go back to sitting back. That's it. Napoli is in a control possession but the thing is, Sunday.
1: That can be really dangerous. Seems like that can be really dangerous because, yeah, they you know they just sit back as a block. But then you know, um, Lazio has a couple. I mean, I'm gonna say more than a couple. Like there are some players that like we watched film on and that you know can be very dangerous with the ball. And so, if we give them that opportunity to counter, like you never know what could happen. And I mean, we've seen the stats this week. I guess they're not pretty. Our stats aren't that great either right now. But you never know. You know, maybe this is, for them, this is their chance to turn their season around. Maybe they're seeing this as their opportunity, you know, similar to us. Like, hey, this is our chance to, you know, do well, get the three points, and maybe start our season right here. And so we never know. And I mean, I don't think, you know, our players are taking this game lightly because of the situation. We've been in, and we know that like we really need those three points because at the end of the day, every game at this point it's a must win because if you don't beat them, they're gonna pass you in the standings, and we can't afford to be lower in you know in any of the standings. We just want to go up from here, and so I think, I mean, I don't know how Lazio is. I don't know what's really going on on their team. Like it looks like it's not going very well, but I'm assuming like these are all professional. You know, they're all professionals. They're all you know football players, and I'm assuming that like they want it as bad as we want it, and so I'm excited to see how the game is going to go this weekend, but. And we definitely can't take them lightly because they have some players who can do some damage.
3: I wonder sometimes if, 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 how badly people want it when you see how – I know they're professionals, but how poorly they are on the field. Like I, again, I haven't watched all their games, but I've watched maybe a few. And I'm, I'm honest. I don't even care. I, I, I don't hold back, man. And, and uh, other than Anderson, who, man, she's got some skill. She's young. I don't know, maybe this Lazio team is pretty old. I don't know the age of, of the Lazio women's team, but maybe that's that's something that age, they're slow. They, they look slow sometimes. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the manager not having the right tactics, but I'll, I'll ask you simply, though, that after everything that's transpired this past weekend, do you think that that yeah. can be an advantage to Lazio and, and something they can really take advantage of?
1: Um, yes and no. I think that, you know, they can definitely assume that right now we're a little bit all over the place, right? Like we are going through a lot as a team, like, um, you know, with our director leaving and, you know, there are changes and just when things like this happen, like a team, it's always going to affect the team mentally. And sometimes it feels like it's very, you know, the environment is very heavy. It's very maybe negative, but, you know, one of the things that us players tried to really focus on last week after the game was, you know what, like, let the staff fight with whoever they want. Let them argue with each other. Let them blow up their team. But let's make sure that, like, we go get these players that run off to the locker room and are, you know, having a fit and, like, dealing with their emotions. Let's make sure we bring back everyone on the field and, like, actually stretch and, you know, do our our post-game routine. And at the end of the day, like, you know, I think I said this in the meeting the other day, like, it's not the staff that's scoring goals. Like we need to make sure that we stay as a team, as the players. And, you know, some people were hoping changes would be made within the staff and the team here. And maybe this is, it, you know, this was, well, the breaking point, this, you know, maybe those ch- changes are going to happen. And so it's really important for us to stay as a team. And that's really the most important part. It doesn't really matter what the staff does, what happens. Yes, lots of people can take advantage of it, but it's really what we decide to do as players and, you know, today we have, you know, some team bonding and we're going out to dinner together. So we're really trying to, like, make sure that we stick together as a team and we really push through these moments. Um, and so I would like to say that it's not going to be an advantage for Lazio. But, you know, you never know how a team's going to come out. Um, I think we had some good practices this week. You know, we're still – we still have a few sessions ahead of the game. And, you know, it's really just in our control. Like, if we want to, I don't know, shit the bed, then we, we, we can. But I don't think, you know – I'm hoping it's not going to happen. We really need those three points.
3: With my invite, I, 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 I like to come out to dinner too. How fast guys. can you get to Naples? <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: a, we're actually going. We're not going in Naples. Tinto. We're going right by the, our house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mention the sporting director leaving. I wanted to ask you about that because after that match against Sampdoria, the club issued a press release. And amongst other things, they announced that Nicola Crisano was had resigned and for those who don't know he was largely responsible for rebuilding this team over the summer about 90 percent of the players are new including yourself what can you share with us about Crisano leaving did that have to do with the results on the pitch did that have to do with what happened in this
1: match yeah I think that you know Um, Nicolas is super super passionate like really the most passionate our biggest fan And I can really say that you know he was always at the practices and really supporting us and really really I don't know if you hear that it's just how (laughs) it works (laughs) um just warning you um he was you know really passionate really there for us and you know he just loved the team so much like I feel like maybe you know, that got the best of him and he was so, I wouldn't say emotional, but so involved emotionally. Um, And so that definitely had an impact and, you know, how he felt about the game and this whole situation with the referees. And, you know, we didn't really, it's kind of unfortunate, like I haven't had a chance to, you know, see him again since we've, you know, talked on the phone and stuff. But um, I feel like it was just something that was inevitable after, you know, the game and it's unfortunate, but, you know, at the end of the day, we need to move on and, you know, look ahead for the next game and see how we can change our season around. But I'm sure he's still going to be in picture in the picture. I'm sure he's still going to, you know, follow us and be there and support us. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's the reason why I'm here. And so I have to be, like, forever grateful that he gave me this opportunity. So, you know, no matter what, you know, happened during the game, it's, at the end of the day, I, you know, I owe not that I owe him a, a lot, but, like, I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity he gave me. So.
0: Thrilled to have uh, Kelly Chiavato on with us, Nap- Napoli femminile goalkeeper. You know, kind kind of uh, kind of off topic for a second because I remember Jerry asked you last time, Ronaldo or Messi uh l- l- let's talk about the next generation because so those are both old-timers now Ronaldo and Messi they're in the twilight who do you think uh, is the best player under 30 I'll give you more than two to choose from obviously people will think about players like Mbappe, Holland. you know we're, we're all Italian here so I'll give uh, Federico Chiesa a little bit of love as well like who, who who's a player or players under 30 younger guys you're really bullish on
1: Sorry, I missed that last part. Who's player what?
0: Like uh any 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 players, uh player or players under 30, you know, younger than Ronaldo and Messi that you think are the best in the world right now, that you are especially bullish on and excited about?
1: Um that's a very good question. Um I feel like hmm. I would honestly there're definitely a lot of you know young players I have a friend uh boyfriend's friend Christian Pulsey for Chelsea I mean he's really young I think he's a great player. Yeah. Um Do you still hear me? I feel like this connection we, is getting worse and worse. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> a little good. bit
0: a little bit of a lag but we hear you, yeah. We hear you.
1: Okay, sweet. Um I'm going to be a huge, you know, I'm from Canada, so I feel like we have to support our Canadians, right? But we can definitely see that we've had a lot of Canadians do some great things lately, um, all over the world, really. And so that's huge, and that's something that we haven't had the chance to see in the past. And I think that that's so inspiring for, like, so many people, you know, so many Canadians, just, like, to see these Canadians do so well internationally and in such big leagues on big teams. And, you know, girls and boys, like, this goes for, for both. Like, we have such a you know, a good pool of young players who are doing so well. And if you look like even in the NCAA right now, we have players who are doing amazing things. There's a few players who are graduating this year, and I'm so excited to see, like, where they go and, like, what they do in the future. But, you know, I think I'm... When I look at players, I like to look at players that I can relate to and that I maybe know or have, like, seen, um, you know, develop and have been in similar system as I have. And uh, I feel like that's super... I mean, we had there are a lot of young players and, like, you know, we talk about Ronaldo and Messi, but there's it's we're coming to a time where like this next next generation is gonna take over and is gonna you know it's their time to shine basically. And so like it's super exciting to see like maybe what Canadians can bring into the picture this time and who the next superstars will be men and women. So
3: I, I wanna ask you something actually. You said that in the your in your match versus Sampdoria. You guys threw the you kicked the ball out out of respect. And then Santoria didn't give it back to you guys, right? And basically that ensued into a, a goal, if I'm if I'm correct on that. Is that is that all right, Kelly? Yeah, exactly. Okay. On the last okay. play
1: of the game.
3: Okay. So and it
1: was eight against eleven.
3: Okay. I, that's pretty pathetic by Sapdoria, because me, I, I'll tell you right now, if I was on your team. And I would last minute, knowing it's two nothing. I'm going, hang, I'm going Gattuso style, guns blazing, studs in, take whoever the best player out, and then that's it. No, that's not the right way to do it. But I know that as a player, I would do that because I know that I can't keep my emotions in check, and Joe knows me really well. Um, and I've done that. I've done that at ball hockey actually before, where I've whacked people when they give me like a headshot or something like not classy, and I don't know how to control myself. But I'm going off topic here and I'm going to go back onto the topic. Wow. Okay. How can we we fix the situation and get the referees to a better level where we're seeing it, and and now. it's, we've seen controversy now in in the Serie A between Roma and and Milan this past weekend. Though the, the previous weekend was Inter versus Juve, and Lazio versus Roma was another one. Just to bring up there, I, I'm pretty sure Napoli versus Roma was another one. I I, I remember there was a high boo from Abraham in that game, but there are other calls too that didn't go Napoli's way. My, my point is that how can we make the game better? And, and, and I know that VAR would, would be a starting point for, for the Women's League. Um, that can really help a lot. Yeah. But in addition, what else can help these referees? Because I'll, I'll be off. They stink. 90% of them stink. They don't know. They're, they're, they're certified. They're supposed to know their job. And for some reason, how can you not know that someone kicked the ball out and it should go back to the opposing team and respect it. Like, like that goal should have been nullified. It should, the referee should just go. Uh-oh. Lost you. Okay, there you are. At, at that point, here. the goal. Okay, that at that point, the goal yeah. should be disallowed. You know what I mean? The referee should get involved and say, "Hey, what's going yeah. on here? Like, are are you are are you, are you on cloud nine or?" But I like to hear from you.
1: Um, you know like you said and we've talked about previously I think like VAR needs to be um, um it needs to be in the women's game as well there's no reason why it, it isn't you know it in the men's game and it isn't in the women's game um but you know I really I don't know I'm confused because I feel like I don't know if it's a lack of funding a lack of experience what necessarily it is but it doesn't make sense to me that like there are such like these controversial situations with the referees I feel like I mean, I did my course when I was really young to be a referee because I had to, and it's really not that complicated. And I feel like, you know, we're in a professional league, right? Like we're playing at the highest women's soccer level there is, and I don't understand why we keep, you know, these referees are just, you know, to say the least, average, um, to be kind. Um, But I really can't remember the last time that I had, you know, a good referee, and I think, you know, if you want quality, you know, football, if you want quality sports, you need to also have quality referees. I think it goes hand in hand. And so I don't know what it needs to be. If it needs to be more funding, more, you know, courses, but something is lacking and it's affecting, you know, results of games. I mean, at the end of the day, it's also a question of safety, right? Like you rely on your referees to make sure that your team feels protected. Like your team feels safe is if there's a dangerous player, a dangerous play on the field, you know, that needs to be taken care of. And sometimes it just feels like it just doesn't happen. You know, it just like, it doesn't matter. It's free for all out there. Um, And so I think it's a very serious problem. I think that it really needs to be, um, you know, brought to people's attention. I know that like we, I mean, I believe Napoli has, you know, tried to, you know, I'm not sure how exactly it works, but have tried to like do some work and do some, you know, have expressed that they don't want these referees or that like, this isn't okay. And they've sent videos and, you know, I when I think I believe one of the reasons, you know, that the girl got a red card at the end of the game was like, I think she told him, you know, I hope you watch the game after and you learn from this. And I know that our captain also told him this because at the end of the day, you know, there are these questionable calls that have been made and that are made in all leagues and all teams. But, you know, if these referees don't get told their mistakes, they're just going to keep doing them. And so at what point, you know, where's going to be the improvement? At what point is it going to get better for anyone?
3: I agree with you because now, now look, now when Napoli plays Sampdoria next time, you you don't know how the players are gonna react in that because there's emotions. Seriously, you 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 build these these bad emotions because of 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 a, of a referee who couldn't keep the game intact, and, and that and that goes in your head yeah. next time. It happens. It happens all the time in City I. Where, where past instances, leak. They lead to the next game, and because the game wasn't officiated right or was gone out of control, it it, it, it turns players to, to react in certain ways that they shouldn't and, and could have been avoided. So, uh, at the end of the day, I hope that for, for – for, Absolutely. I, know, I mean, on, I
1: think but... it's – yeah, we were already talking about the next game against Sampdoria, like, you know – Um, not to say that it's worrisome, but, you know, it's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be the most beautiful game because there's so much anger and there's so much, you know, frustration towards that game and towards the players and towards just how the game was handled in general. And so, you know, in the hopes that by the time we play them, which is going to be, you know, kind of, I guess, next year in, in 2022, in the hopes that at that game, we actually have a good referee and we have someone who you know, we'll make sure that the game stays under control.
3: Now, uh, I'd like to ask any, all you guys. But, uh, oh, sorry.
1: No, no, go, go ahead.
3: ahead. No, I want to ask, like, you, 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 you're you, a professional player, and maybe you know. Do these referees, uh, once they get their certification, is that it and that's, and that's all, and you just go and you, you coach for the rest of your career? Like, I think that there should be a rule where these guys need – Sorry, not coach, uh, referees. Like, they, there should be a rule that every five years, like a driver's license, say, um, you got to renew your license in, in Canada every five years. Now, I would say it's different because you, you just renew it. That's it. I, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more technical where if you were to renew your license, say, in five years, you got to redo some stuff to show that you're, you're, yeah, you understand that what the rules of the road are, what, what, what is expected of you. Maybe as a referee after five years, you got to be recertified in certain areas just to be taught update to the game, anything that changes, like just so that you know, where your referees are at and that they understand of the new modern game compared to what it was five years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm not aware of anything like that. Oh, no. Uh,
1: I didn't say a lot to you. It's not my fault. I'm not sure if there is a course or what I mean I'm assuming there needs like even for coaches, I know that like you know, they need to (laughs) did I miss something.
3: He said I didn't say Lazio because you were breaking out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that.
3: No, he said that I didn't say Lazio because you're breaking out. Yeah, the the last time no. you got cut off, I, I made a, uh, a
0: very snide remark about Jerry's beloved Lazio, and people were blaming me on that, cutting your internet.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, my internet is brutal. Someone needs to, you know, show these people in Italy how to put Wi-Fi in the house and how to, you know, deal with data. <laughs> yep. The
3: zone has um, a lot of issues. No, but that. I'm... You're right. I,
1: But going back to what you said, um, you know, I don't know anything honestly about the referees and what the courses are and things like that, but you know, just from being a coach at home and from what I'm assuming there need, there is, you know, something to, you know, you have to keep in, I mean, even for doctors, they are always studying and are always studying and are always, um, you know, taking courses and trying to do more and learning new things. I mean, things change throughout, I mean, throughout time. And, I think it's necessary, but I think that there needs to be... I mean, you know what? Just like how they can give us red cards, there need to be sanctions for referees who just simply aren't doing their job, right? I think that would be fair. And okay. I'm not sure that there is. And, you know, obviously... Okay. I. No, that's all. I, I'm not sure that there is. And I think that, you know, if something goes bad, like last game, I'm just hoping that there is, like... I mean, obviously, there is a board of referees, but I think I don't know how easy it is to go to this board of referees and, you know, uh, express these things. And I don't know if there's actually any change, you know, that if you make a request, does it just get lost in the paperwork type thing? So it isn't, you know, it's un- it's unfortunate because it happens all over. Like you said, it happens for the men's too. So if it's happening for the men's, it's, you know, not going to stop happening for the women's.
2: Well, and I think that's why it was important that the club released that statement and, called it out right they they said we don't agree with some of these decisions that are going away and at least it puts it out there and it might hold those officials a little bit more accountable
1: Um, yeah I think that you know the next referee that comes when it's a home game I'm you know really hoping that it's going to be they're going to send someone who is of quality and is just going to you know do the right decisions because I think the club has had enough Um, And I think even, you know, the president, you know, had a statement and had an interview and spoke about this. And so I think that um, they're trying to get people's attention. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you said, you know, against Juventus, um, I think, I don't think I would have given a penalty kick, but uh, like it happened against Milan at the last, you know, last few minutes of the game where it was a clear penalty. And if there, if there, you know, had there been VAR, we would have been given this penalty, but we because it's a women's game we don't have that and we don't have that privilege and so we lose points and those points are important can you imagine if you know i'm sitting here and i say i tied 1-1 against ac milan <laughs> you know that's yep. huge and so <laughs> so these you know it's nice that the club you know made a statement and that the president is speaking out and people are you know trying to you just get this out um but again it's like are, are we just talking in vain hopefully there is change
3: um I'm gonna have a fun question for you now. We'll we'll have a little fun and uh Okay. Okay, have you watched any of the City Out this season? Um are you f- familiar with anything that's going on? I know that you I'm just saying that have you been able to watch any games? What's going on in the league? Uh, who's performing a little bit poorly, good, all that, or you've just been really busy with, with your team?
1: Um honestly again due to the wi-fi issue and because you know of everything going on with our team i haven't been uh you know i haven't been able to watch many of the men's games if anything i've watched some of the women's games some of the champions league games because those are really cool to watch and i think not enough people watch them um so no i think my team is super involved whenever we go to um my team is all inter fans i mentioned this last time i was on but you know whenever we go on trips with the team and uh uh, on away trips or when we're all together at the hotel, there is always an inter-game on the TV. And even when we're back on, you know, taking a train, everyone's on their phone watching the inter-games. And so those are really the only games um, that I've caught up on. I think, you know, didn't they play Verona last weekend or something like that? Um, we... And so those are...
3: don't know. Did they...
1: Have a... No, so, right?
0: no they, 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 they didn't play... Uh, they they, they played them early in the season. They, they just... Uh, who did, who did they – oh, I see. Um, it was Empoli, and then who was after that? God, these, it's starting to run together with these Champions League games. Yeah. A couple of victories, so don't even worry yeah. about
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the, um, the Inter game was definitely on, but I remember there was – as we were about to go to dinner, the Verona game was also going on. And so I think that when we're as a team, you know, there's always some games and people are watching. Um, I know day. yesterday, you know – a few of the girls went to Who did, did A J um, was
0: what it was, by the way. It just came to me. Yeah, Verona
3: played UV uh, and gave him a nice yeah, beating. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's the game that uh, was on, and so the girls, you know, yesterday a few of the girls got together and went to watch some of the Champions League game. But, um, we're you know, fingers crossed. They started setting up the Wi Fi here this week. We are in November. I have to you know just put a little star next to that asterisks, um, <laughs> but um. You know, we're supposed to have the Wi-Fi, so hopefully soon we'll be able to, you know, watch more of the games. The girls are like, they will, all they watch is, you know, soccer. People don't really watch Netflix here. They just watch football. So I think I'll be able to watch more of the games. Oh, man.
3: I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm blessed because my wife watches all the last two games with me. But th- this season, I've, I've learned to take a step back for her, and we've been watching a lot of stand-up comedy. And you should watch Bill Murray. Like, he is awesome. I think the Murray is Bill Murray. Bill Burr. Bill, Burr, Bill-, I'd it. Bill Dude, Burr. I'd say Bill Burr. I'd say he's the best. That's my favorite comic. He's so funny. I love really it Kelly. Oh, Kelly, if you so watch great. that, come back in the pod. Let me know what you think. But he is brutally honest <laughs> and awesome. Like he is great. I can't even talk about what he says because I would, I would be like shamed for life man like it, mm-hmm. it it's honestly great stand-up comedy like if you're looking for a good laugh one night and you just want to hear the truth it's it's great man because you just said that no one really watches netflix so that's something i would recommend to watch on netflix if uh if that was something and the reason why i was asking if you have been watching any games i wasn't asked you which city of coaches do you think will not get the Panatone come December. Um I, I just wanted to do something fun with you, but if you feel comfortable and in order to, to answer the question, feel free. But that's why I was asking if you've been able to like kind of have an idea what how what's going on in the league. I'm not sure if you hear me. Kelly
2: oh Oh, I think you always get it wrong, Jared. The the people that are getting the panettone are the ones that are staying. It's oh, yeah, <laughs> the people who are uh, the people who are getting it's, Who's not gonna get the panettone?
3: <laughs> I keep on screwing this up, man.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
3: I screwed up the question. Joe can rephrase it for me.
1: One of my teammates just walked in, and was <laughs> just imitating me. Um
3: oh does she want to come on too? She can come on the podcast We're having one. some more than merrier. Thorne. She only
1: speaks French. She's from French. If any of you do any of you speak French? Because she only speaks French.
3: Oh Joe's pretty good in no? French. No, you got a ninety. No. No. <laughs> You'd can
2: have I to just... translate for us. She's Joe. actually
1: one of the players who got the red card. She's the second player oh. who got the red card, the center back. Hold well they were both center on. backs. Oh, oh backs.
2: I wanna.
3: Hold on, hold on.
1: Yeah, it was Marie. She's from France.
0: Jerry's on Google
3: Translate
1: hold
0: right on, now.
3: Hold on.
1: <laughs> well, she just walked out, so.
3: Oh, I was just going to ask her.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> B- bonjour. Oh, what were you going to ask va- her? Come, come <laughs> on, Vatu. Come on, Vatu. come on, come on, No, Hello, bad. how are you? It's, hello, how are you? Yeah. Come on, come on. But but, two, but watch two, uh, She would have watch understood two.
1: that, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny because, you know, she's from France and so her French is different from mine and we always yeah. go at it because there are things that I say and she's like, what are you saying? And she thinks my French is horrible <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand when, well, I mean, I understand her better than she understands me. And she's like, I'm never coming to Canada.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, who, who did the I'm going to read, Correct the question now because I said it wrong. Who do you think is not gonna get a panettone this this, this summer? Like which managers in the city are?
1: Um I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's a dangerous question. I'm not
1: sure. I'll the tell you way. one that is it, is would, it would be great question.
2: if uh, it would be great since since you're a Juventina, it'd be great to see Allegri not get a panatone.
1: Oh, man. you know, they every time I say I'm a Juventus fan, even here, I always get something like this. <laughs> There's that's what I said last time I was on as well. It's like when you're a Juventus fan, people either love you or they hate you.
3: Yeah,
0: and you, you have to what? be
1: careful where you say you're a Juve fan.
0: Well, we we definitely do not hate you here on this show. Uh, so thank you so much, <laughs> Kelly Cavado, who did just an awesome job with us yet again. We hope to be able to talk to you again soon. Uh if you've if you have anything to promote, social media, anywhere fans can find you, the floor is yours.
1: I mean, I'm gonna try to promote my Instagram, you know, Scottish promo social media social media, so if anyone could follow me on Kelly Kivara underscore, that'd be huge. But thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this was really cool. And I love being here. It's just such a good time. And it's just a nice opportunity to like, you know, have a normal conversation and just like chill and talk about different things. It's awesome. Well,
3: I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to kill it with this. I'm going to kill it with this. Merci d'entre venu. <laughs> and I butchered that. 100%. I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> you
3: know, don't, 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 it is. I don't
1: know what that thank is. Thank
3: you for coming on. It's English to French. Merci, oh. How do you say that? Venu? D'entrée? 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 Oh, d'être,
1: no, d'être venu. D'être venu? Oh. It's,
3: D-E. it's
1: yeah. d-e-t-r-e P-R-E. Yeah, okay. merci d'être venu.
3: Okay. Wow. <laughs> I tried. I butchered it. And I hey, listen, man.
0: You, you, you're close. I, you, uh, I promise Jerry will be fluent in French by the next time. Kelly joins us. Huge, huge shout-out to Kelly Ciavato. Thank you so much, and best of luck in your upcoming matches. Huge shout-out to Joe Fischetti from the Forza Napoli pod. Of course, for Jerry Mancini, I am Alex Dono. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection. Ciao.
3: Let's record it.